right then. Good evening, everyone. Hey-o. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, the 1984 classic, shut up, Matt, uh, <laughs> motion picture night of the comet. Hi, my name's Matt, and I'm apparently the only person on planet Earth <laughs> that doesn't like this movie. I will accept this criticism, but I I think this movie is Flawless. Um, I, I think it is riddled with flaws. <laughs> I absolutely love this movie. I get the fact that it definitely, for a zombie movie, is lacking zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, for a... Action movie, it's lacking action. Th- there's a little bit of that. For a horror movie, it's lacking scares. <laughs> it is. All of those things are true. I-, I feel like this movie is a whole other thing. Like I don't feel it's like unique. I'll give it that. It is, but I also feel and like I definitely it's not, feel it's got some pluses. I don't think it's a complete waste of time. Yeah, I just think that there, it's not. It's sort of a, a redux of a '50s movie. It it feels like they were trying to get that '50s vibe into a into an '80s movie, and it's it's got a lot of that. That the voiceover at the beginning, mm-hmm. the the funny movie phone guy doing a crazy voiceover. I liked that a lot. Um, My problem is there's too many patches of this movie that don't go anywhere or I feel like it could be excised I feel like this could only almost be like a 30 minute Twilight Zone from the 80s episode yeah I mean any of these could like Omega Man could have been that and any of any of these yeah. end of the world last man on earth I am legend all those kinds I mean of we movies. had the whole up upper earth is gone and I think it looks fantastic the red does, sky yeah. the deserted Beautiful. streets everything looks so cool so let's spend all of our time in a totally gray <laughs> underground bunker with boring people oh I mean this movie was made on a $700,000 budget mm-hmm. like very 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 limited budget for what they were doing um I for which I think they did amazingly I think that they're massively different locations like there's a good 10 different locations all of which look super cool um, like I like the like the home set, the outdoors set, the like the suburbs set. The yeah, I love their set. neighborhood. I love the the, oh, all the awesome. leftover party in the street after the oh, comet. So yep. good, it looks great. Uh, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff looks awesome. And I the, think the main criminal complaint I have with this movie is I feel it's just boring. I don't feel like anything interesting happens the entire ninety minutes. I, okay, so plot-wise, I agree. I think that, for me, the dialogue in this movie and the interactions between characters are strong enough that it holds See, the I movie together. See, I don't. I feel like all the dialogue is boring, though. Really? Yes. Like That's there's not a, There's not a funny line in it. There's just cringy lines. There's just dumb. I ah. like I like a lot of the way that they... I like their I'm dialogue drops. I'm usually not this drops. hateful. I just it's don't feel like... It's so <laughs> weird, man. Yeah. But, like, I love the... Uh, like, a lot of the stuff is very cheesy, but some of the ways that they connect scenes and some of the like some of the ways that the writing is done I don't know I just find it really interesting this, this is gonna be like that change my mind meme oh god we'll, we'll, yeah we'll treat absolutely. this podcast like this like I don't like this movie change my mind oh great let's I'm do gonna it try my damnedest yeah okay so we're starting this wonderful film <laughs> with, <laughs> with our with our uh, with our, salt our, in the wound yeah sorry uh, <laughs> we got a real like it, it, I think it's the movie phone guy like it sounds like the it does sound like the movie trailer guy so yeah it's uh uh, citizens of Earth are going to get a special Christmas present this year in the form of... Also, this is the second time that mm-hmm. you've suggested a movie that was a Christmas movie that I didn't know. The first being mm. Trancers, way back in the day. That's true. Yep. This is a Christmas this movie. This is a Christmas movie. There's and a tree. There's there's a tree. There's lots of trees, actually. Yeah. There's, there's several. Um, and this is also a, a voiceover that is 
very, very similar to the beginning of Maximum Overdrive. Yep, I got that vibe too. It's really, like, I mean, it's all just, we needed was like a eight eight the, paragraph yeah, <laughs> like exactly. on screen first. Gigantic text drop, and then you know ACDC in the background. <laughs> So we, we watch the scientists locking themselves away. What's that? What are these scientists about? We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just some scientists locking themselves away. Oh, we'll away. find this out later. going to be amazing. They're so interesting. <laughs> so uh, everybody is out on the street watching the comet. There, there's a, a crazy comet going by with a massive elliptical orbit. Don't so worry. The comet's safe. It's <laughs> completely safe. Scientists don't know nothing. Uh, and so everybody's <laughs> Which out. Which is sadly exactly how this world's working right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this, this movie was very prescient. Um, so they're all watching the comet pass over. And, uh, and Mary, Catherine Mary Stewart, is that her name? Sure. Yeah, sure. Reggie. Uh, Reggie. She is dominating the Tempest machine. Which well, will come into play later on. Sure won't. All her... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's great that we know that she's loves this video game. I know. It, it so, really... So it's a very strong character trait. This <laughs> this was a real... This is another, like... It's not even a red herring. They, they didn't mean it to mean anything. But to me, when I saw it, when you watch it, you're like... Oh boy, at the end, these scientists are going to be like, well, there's a ticking clock, and only somebody who can navigate through this. Super Tempest skills can fix it. it. Nope, nope. It's going to be some sort of, yeah, like laser grid thing where you had to get through it, and it's like, oh man, it's finally my Tempest skills. Well, the thing is, we find out she's obsessed with having her name on every uh, high score, which is ridiculous because you should only be obsessed with having your name at number one. She just wanted to clear everybody out. I've actually known people like that. I was psyched because I was number three at Space Zap at Arcadia for a while. <laughs> Somebody has gone in there and just absolutely dominated my score, and there's no... I, I've not been able to even place it again. Did somebody come in and score slightly higher than yours, and then your third place disappeared my entirely? My third place is gone entirely. And the, but, the, the, but the three fourth, scores, fifth, and sixth stayed there was just like this There's game? only three in it. Oh. Yeah, and, and they're all higher than I've ever been. So like, in I got this my work game, cut out for me. If you, uh, if you get a score higher than one other score, that score disappears. It just disappears. Yeah, and completely. Then you just, you like, that, like it works, yep. <laughs> I like that function of this video game. <laughs> um, so she gets... Not how they work. Yeah. <laughs> Her ridiculous boss, who is uh, Weird Al's uncle from UHF, gets... Uh, <laughs> Is trying really hard to sell Comet Doodly Boppers and to it's everybody. Hilarious because it's, he has different price tiered models of dangly comet things. It's really, it's really funny, okay. and it's great that we keep cutting back to it. <laughs> he is definitely doing <laughs> shtick. Uh, yeah, but it's like so well, low key. It, it's not only is it low key. It's he isn't. I don't even think that he was meant to be on film while he was doing it. Like his shtick was probably supposed to be like rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Except that he's kind of doing a thing, and then they recorded it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that he was meant to have. I, that's all. I'm sure like, that these are nine fifty. This one's only eight. She's wearing the seven dollar model. One thousand percent ab lib. Yeah. all of that stuff. There's no way that was in the script. I mean, because we're supposed to be concentrating on hot girl playing video game. That's yes. supposed to be the important part of this. Uh, but she gets righteously indignant because uh, he's like, "Go do work." While yeah, she's you're like, at work. walk the house. And then she has this really funny bit about how milk duds hurt if they're thrown at her. It's hilarious. <laughs> they're going to hit me with milk duds. Have you ever been hit with a goober? They hurt. <laughs> Dots. Goobers. Dots, milk it. duds. Yeah. Uh, yep. So she puts her, her name in. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Wrong name. Blah, blah, blah. 
but now she's going to go up to her boyfriend's Larry, boyfriend Larry, who is who's making deals on the phone to like lend people film reels from fifties monster so that movies. they can bootleg them. Yeah, that <laughs> yes. that's a thing, I guess. I think it probably was at the time. And then the thing that I don't understand is his big thing is he needs to get that film reel back by six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like why? Because they're probably picking it up. Who? Uh, the distributor. At six? That's that is weird. It's so early. That is so early. The theater wouldn't even be open. <laughs> they're in L.A., so maybe literally the studio is like, "Hey, just send somebody yeah. down to grab those reels." Okay. Um. So he's loaning prints out to a bootlegger. So he needs to leave the back door ajar. This is very important. Actually, not important. No, at all. not at all. Um. That is that is very odd. So. <laughs> This sets up that they're going to miss being exposed to the comet because they're inside this room. Uh, she calls home to her sister, Samantha, who's dressed like aerobics, Ronald McDonald. She's got like, <laughs> actually, she's kind of Iron Man colors from the 60s. Yeah. She's got yellow tights. And, and a, it's our good friend, uh, Kelly Maroney. It's from Kelly Chopping Maroney Mall. from Chopping Mall. And she's just had it out with Doris, who's Doris her step. Doris does suck. Doris is her stepmom. <laughs> I'm glad she's dust. Yeah, exactly. She, like Dustus. Yeah, any she deserved it more than anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, she makes a speech here where she basically like drops all sorts of. Oh, it's an exposition speech. Oh, yeah. it's an expository dump. She's like, oh, um, you know, explains that the dad's a major. And he's in Honduras. Fighting wars. Yes. Fighting secret wars. Fighting secret wars. And now she's been left home to take care of the kids. And so she's going to do it because he's going to jump on her back otherwise. Uh, and also she's cheating on on dad with Chuck the neighbor. And she does have that asshole line that I do like. That was pretty good. Yep. You were born with one asshole. You don't need Chuck. <laughs> Which gets a slap from Doris. And then Kelly slaps back. And then Doris punches her the <laughs> fuck out. Like, straight up knocks her on her ass. Um, it's more disturbing than funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. No, that that whole thing is like... Th- there's a lot of stuff in this that's like... It plays itself like a Goonies, like a mm-hmm. PG-13 yeah. fun kids version of a horror movie. And I mean, this that's, is that's what it is. Yeah. But then... It's like, and also we're gonna we're gonna make the kids brain dead, and then we're gonna suck out all their blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's uh, that's cutesy. Um, yeah. So, spoiler to the end. When they're living in the North Pole, they're going to kill some children and take their blood. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's upsetting. But, uh, but basically, we learn that Doris is a bitch. Reggie's yeah. not coming home, and nope. And after. Uh, Sam gets clocked. She's she's out of there too. Yes, and she's she's gonna go stay someplace else. Maybe yep. some sort of garden shed. Sure, why not? <laughs> so uh, Reggie and Larry do it in the booth, and uh, we learn that she reads comics. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's like legitimately concerned that Superman is going to be watching them doing it. I yeah. think is is what I got from that. Larry insists that the room's enclosed in steel, which is a huge plot point we find, yes. which makes no sense to me and I hate it. Um, but the room's <laughs> enclosed in steel. So that is how they're not vaporized by the comet. Right. Because they hung out boning in this room that's yes. steel enclosed. That's the same reason Sam's alive. She yes. slept in the metal garden shed. She was enclosed in steel. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, but Superman can see through steel, so they he could still that's see them. lead, stupid. Yeah, he could still see them <laughs> doing it, so that's upsetting. Uh, and he was watching. And, and it turns out Superman was watching the whole time. Uh, everybody who watches the comet starts to their eyeballs start to boil, and then they turn into puddles of dust. So next scene, just seventies apocalypse movie. Mm-hmm. Like straight up red sky, empty streets, yeah, like phase nine or like one of those like end because of the world. Because this is L.A. If everybody just vaporized it instantly, like all the streets would just be completely empty. It wouldn't be like filled with parked cars. That would be very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, they cleared all the cars to do the comet watching party. Yep. They had to do that because that's where all the people were on the street stopped. Well, yeah, it was a neighborhood that was like a cul-de-sac. Like every house on that street has garages anyway. Yeah. So So that makes sense. That's okay. But the main highway is completely empty is ridiculous. It would definitely be that walking dead thing where you couldn't drive Mm -hmm. a car and you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Um, I prefer the stand. Yeah. Also good. Uh, Red filter. Everything. Craziness, Christmas music, scary clown animatronics. Uh, oh, fun fact. That's the same clown from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Of course it is. <laughs> I recognized it instantly. And then I was like, hey, that's just like the clown in Pee-wee. And then I was reading some trivia and found out that it <laughs> is the actual clown from Pee-wee. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So Reggie wakes up in the booth. Her boyfriend's gone to meet the bootleg guy. And he winds up getting his brains bashed in by a zombie. So he managed. There's a zombie now. Yeah, he managed to survive the this apocalypse situation just long enough to walk out of the building and instantly get get bashed in the head by a zombie. And I hope you like this zombie because it's the first and the last one you'll see for about 30, 45 minutes. Yes. Uh, so Reggie gets bored of being up there and she goes and plays more Tempest <laughs> and steals candy and whatever. And find- comment, sponsored by Tempest by from Atari. <laughs> she finally leaves the building and she's like, she sees all the empty clothes, and she's starting to put put shit together. And she props a door open with a cylindrical trash can, which is just, to me, very annoying, because I know that's going to give way and lock her out. Yep. It does. Yep, and it does. She finds the bloody wrench, and yeah. she goes, ew. <laughs> I would... I feel like with all of the rest of her, like, dad's military training for her, all of the drops of, like, my crazy militaristic father trained us all in weapons and self-defense... Mm-hmm. That when you found a bloody wrench, you would go, oh, I'm in danger. Yeah. That's probably that's probably a bad sign. And she is, though. Turns out she <laughs> is in danger. Uh, she hears commotion down at the end of this alley, and she goes down, and, you know, in that way that movie characters will always go down if they see commotion in a blind alley. And there's some, like, really clean, nicely placed... This is actually one of those, like, super clean trash situations <laughs> where, like, it's just a giant pile of garbage, but it's all, like, clean newspaper and clean cardboard yes. and everything's just very clean. And there's three, like, very placed boxes. And then our zombie jumps out. Rawr! It's the same zombie that bashed her boyfriend. Yep. Um, and where? He's, he's still got a piece of him, too. And I'm just wondering where this zombie came from. Or where any of the... Like, it's one night. Everybody got vaporized. Yes. Why not this guy? Was he sleeping in He was sleeping steel, partially covered. But like not totally covered yep. in steel? So That's maybe right. he was in that garbage can that we saw? Like Oscar, Essentially. Like, so his head got <laughs> yes. sunburned? That's comet exactly, burned? That's that exactly happened? the deal. So if you were like, if you were in a car, if you were like sleeping in a car, you would turn into a zombie. 
if you were sleeping there would in a- be so many more zombies there isn't there's one <laughs> i mean it just depends on how much exposure you get so the exposure is if it's if it's really dramatic there's an in-between phase everyone is going to eventually look like that look like that and say, then yeah. turn into dust but except for the people who are completely enclosed in steel so basically our main characters and nobody else like truck drivers like luckily there is only one truck driver sleeping in his truck in this whole comet apocalypse <laughs> yes that is all we don't know the rest of the country could be full of these people it's just in LA that there it was really warm that night and everybody had <laughs> their windows open sleeping and, on the roof of their trucks yeah they were watching the they were watching okay. the comets uh so oh that's right uh yeah so she beats up the zombie Takes off on the motorcycle, which I assume is her... That's her boyfriend's. Her boyfriend's motorcycle? Okay. Um, And she just rides through this crazy apocalypse looking for... I mean, I guess she's going home to her sister. Yeah. Well, she's just going home. Yeah. Yes. So she goes home, screams, looking for everybody. Nobody's there. And then gets surprised by her sister upstairs who's being kind of ditzy and stupid. (laughs) Turns out she is pretty dumb. Yeah. Um, and so she uh, she shows her all the empty clothes and she's like, look, here's Chuck and pours out the, the boot. And it's she's just like, like, I'm going back to my raisin brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she <laughs> got yeah. pep squad practice soon. Yeah, she's got some she's got some disassociative stuff going on. She's not really willing to accept the end of the world very easily. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, she goes back and eats cereal. But. <laughs> But after a few minutes to accept the situation, she hears the radio and they come to the conclusion there must be a DJ there because he's talking on the radio. Let's go down to the let's go down to the radio station. I find this pretty pathetic too for our time now, where yeah. a lot of mainstream radio doesn't have DJs. True, a lot of the times I didn't think they did that back then, or maybe they did. I, I mean, this is '84, and basically we find out that the DJ they thought was doing the radio show was yep. completely on tape. Yes. Um, Which nowadays, if you're not listening to MPG, you're hearing a bunch of robot people. I will say that it is absolutely something that was happening back then. Yep. I mean, I was doing a radio show in my early, early teens, like maybe even pre-teens. And at W, at Whoopi, the, the Presque Isle radio station, okay. me and a friend did a punk show. And they had a thing called a Benjamin machine. Where, like, you would record your show, mm-hmm. like, and you'd put it on this cassette tape, essentially, and you just hit this button, and then overnight it would replay all the shows from previous days. Gotcha. And they were just, like, it was just canned. Yep. So, and it just had, like, a, a rack with, like, 15 different, like, I just didn't think, cassettes. I just didn't think canned radio was that old, like, as in this. I also but. remember it being a plot point in WKRP. Oh, yeah. Like in the, the sitcom, yep. I remember that was like a, a plot point of one of the episodes was like that they were just, I mean, it does make a lot of sense to just record patter and just <laughs> throw it in there. But. I don't know, man. Support live radio. Yeah, seriously. Unlike this. Stupid podcasts. Uh, <laughs> so, so they get there. Just two assholes record everything and then just go <laughs> home for the night. Two assholes record everything. <laughs> You've already got two assholes. Why do you need Chuck? <laughs> so uh, Chakotay from uh, Star Trek Voyager comes in with a gun and uh, checks them for zombiness. They, they like, check out the clear. 
Yep. They they show their eyeballs and he goes, aha, you're clearly not a zombie. <laughs> and uh, he does his story dump. He's a trucker. He came in with a girl from wherever and blah, 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 she blah. She saw a zombie eating a cat and then <laughs> ran away and got eaten herself. A dead cat? No. Mostly, mostly dead. dead. <laughs> Your mother uh, ate my dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but he slept in his steel truck, so he was He's okay. the only truck driver in America that slept in his steel truck that night. Yes, the remainder of the trucks. There's were, not that many truckers out there. No, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's yeah. the biggest plot point that bothers me. <laughs> that's where they figure out the steel thing, and also steel- there would just be thousands of truckers alive after this, but everything is empty. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Well, maybe that's what that uh, that new wave band that was in the mall was maybe they were all truckers nope they nope, were stock they boys were stock boys that's right <laughs> no no that, that don't even get me started on that that's the worst part of the movie and it makes zero sense were they all sleeping in the, in the stock room <laughs> don't know uh okay a forklift or yeah now they're kingpins oh, fuck it's so stupid this is another thing that i find interesting i would have thought that this would have been like this would have been one of those moments when the sister shut the little sister up. So mm-hmm. she goes on and she's like flicking all the switches and she's like, hello, testing, testing. Hi, we're here. Anybody that's out there. any? Yeah. <laughs> you've only dealt with a zombie so far. So far, you've only dealt with people that want to kill you. Yeah. Um, Your one sister has seen a zombie and you and her yeah. have seen a guy with a gun. And so, so everybody else out there, anybody else? Come hey, on, we're at this come radio on station. In. Here we are. And so she does that. Uh, and. That was weird, but uh, in the in the interim, Reggie grabs uh, Chakotay's gun. I'm never going to remember his real name. Uh, it's Hector. Hector, uh, and uh, and checks it out in a way that like belittles his gun. Like, yeah, look at this stupid thing. It's probably good for a dance night in the barrio, but not so good. If for we a... see any more people out there, we're going to need some more stopping power because <laughs> this gun will obviously not stop a one person. What? Yeah, no way, no way, no. a bullet will stop a human being. <laughs> So uh, she knows where she's a trained gun expert and knows where there's a weapons depot they full automatic of automatic weapons. weapons, you know, like maximum overdrive. Yeah. Um, two of uh, the greatest great, great. films ever made. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I'll, take, I'll take overdrive over this any day. <laughs> I will, too. But uh, green sky is cooler than red sky. Green Sky is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, so th- this crazy comet research group calls into the radio station, only talks to the sister, and then hangs up. And she doesn't remember a goddamn no, thing that, she's, that they said until later. She's like, well, I didn't write anything down. But then in ADR, as they're driving away, when they need to film some shit, they need to <laughs> fill in some plot holes. She's like, oh, also they said that partial exposure to... The comet would cause zombies and that everyone's deteriorating and all these things. And this, she fills in all the plot, plot holes. Um, so I missed that part. It still doesn't give me any answers. <laughs> yeah, this it cuts back to them in the bunker. So now we have the research scientists in the bunker talking about trying to bring the teens back to the bunker. Oof. Um, and it's like and then we bring in one of my favorites, Mary Warnov, and so she awesome. can't even save this thing for me. Two. And why the hell isn't Paul Bartel one of those scientists? I know. They he go must, so well together. He there's another been, person from Eating Raul. I know. Chakotay was yeah. in that. Yeah. So that's amazing. But where the hell is Paul? I don't know. I love that guy. It's. He, I hate seeing Mary without him. It's It's a real <laughs> shame. Um. Yeah. So sad. He should have taken over the 
Devil's Rejects dude. Yeah, Carter. He he absolutely should have been, been Paul Bartel. That would have been absolutely. Um, yeah. So at this point, we're kind of assuming that they're still trying to help. They seem like they're still kind of on the up and up, like they're trying to get them back there to do tests on them. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, there's no hope for them anyway. You know, like they're kind of. And Mary Warnoff is just like queen defeatist. She's just like. <laughs> yes, she is. We but shouldn't she... even just even we shouldn't even try to save them. But at this point, she knows the. They're all poisoned anyway. Yeah. Well, these genius dipshit scientists left the ventilation system open the whole time yeah which doesn't make out doesn't make much sense no because again what kind of oversight is that well sure (laughs) sure that but like is this was this dust was this gas i mean it was i thought it was rays i thought it was literally something coming down from the comet because it does wash away the dust well that was all calcium dust apparently from people is all that red right exactly i guess the red sky was yeah, that was that was just, up. the red sky was just all of the people airborne blocking out the sun. That's all of the dust of the dead people just blocking out all the sun. So that's so dead dust, dead people dust turns you into zombies. Is that what we're saying, or is we not. saying are we saying cosmic rays are turning you into it's, zombies? It's cosmic rays, definitely. But why were rays getting in through the ventilation system? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Some crazy cats. Yeah, I know. Comet cats. Crazy. They've got comet sickness. <laughs> oh well. Who yeah, knows? Rays. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. You just maybe make make <laughs> like this movie even oh, less. Great. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try. I'm. But trying. yeah, the scientist bunker. It's completely gray, and everybody wears gray suits, and everything's extremely interesting hey, to look at. It looks just like the Day of the Dead bunker. It's uh, very similar. Another movie that's very, very boring. I love that movie. God damn it. What is <laughs> Stop going with on Dawn, here? man. <laughs> no way. I... Wow. Controversial opinion. Hot take awkward here. Here I, I have I have another hot take. Mm-hmm. I think Day of the Dead's a better movie than Dawn of the Dead. Oof. Ooh. 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 No. I like uh. Day of the Dead better than Dawn of the Dead. Oh uh. God. Oh no. I'm sorry, no, not, everyone. Not gonna not gonna agree with you on that one. Oh boy. The makeup is just so much better, um, but <laughs> the movie's not not quite as good. But you get you get Bud the zombie. He's cool. He's great. <laughs> Bub the Bub. zombie. Um, so yes, uh, Sam goes to the bathroom after she. Uh, oh, she. Oh yeah. So this part's so cool. Like <laughs> th- th- this part is cool. Sam. She goes out driving. Sam goes and driving and drinking. Alone. Why the fuck wouldn't you? It's the end of the world, and then you're alone. Like I would. And then she gets... Except for all these zombies that keep killing people. Well, she hasn't even seen one. That's true. Because there hasn't been one since that damn alley because (laughs) this movie's so action-packed. So Sam just goes out driving and drinking and then gets pulled over by bike cops. And she's all spooked because she's been drinking. But it turns out they're zombie cops. Zombie cops. And uh, they try to eat her or pull her out of the car, I guess. She struggles against them. And we've got the, the... Great makeup effects of her ripping at the zombie's hand and just bleeding all over her face and her hand and uh, the makeup effects done by the same dude that did uh, Freddy. Freddy, yeah. And the makeup looks fantastic. Absolutely awesome. But then we find out this is just a dream. Sam's at the radio station still. But don't worry. She's going to go to the bathroom, get PG-13 naked. And then the cops come back in again. Attack. Oh, and it's a dream and it's a dream. dream and and dream. that just yeah. I, I flipped off the screen watching it at yeah. this point. It's too much. That's too much. Um, 
But I mean, the cops look great. Kelly Maroney yep. looks great. But you do that damn ass double dream jump shit. I hate too much. <laughs> um, so Hector's doing sit ups. Reggie's into it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he explains that he's going to drive back to San Diego to find his family. <laughs> Uh, to just see how dead they're going to be because he knows that they're dead, but he's got to check anyway. And the little sister is now itchy. Yes. Mm, she's sitting on the couch and she's like, oh, something on my shoulder. They call it the comet itch. Yes. So now they have automatic weapons and they're firing Where do them they off. Where did they get those? At the, whatever this depot is, it's just a missing They didn't scene. go there, though. We're to assume that they oh, did. Oh, okay. I guess they went there. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, I'm try- so they each grabbed one gun when they were there. Apparently, yeah, that was weird. Um, they don't have any backpacks and, full of bullets. And what are they? They're like, not Uzis. They're clearly not Uzis because dad it. dad would have dad would have got them Uzis. Uzis. I think they're Mac tens. They're submachine guns. They're some sort of submachine gun. I think it's a Mac ten. Um, they each grabbed one each, but and they, they have jam very easily. No bullets. They, they have no magazines. They have they have lots of bullets. Apparently, where are they? They don't have any backpacks carrying clips. Well, they're off screen. When they shoot their gun, it doesn't shoot any shells out. <laughs> Does not drop any shells. <laughs> Again, they don't have any money to make this movie. Um, Dude, so. I've seen shells fly out of guns in the lowest <laughs> budgets of movies. Come on. <laughs> Those movies spend all of their money on shells and <laughs> don't have enough money to spend on the Galleria Mall. Um, and so... Oh, yeah, we... <laughs> uh, we haven't gone to the mall yet. No, not we quite We are yet. going back to the same mall we've been to twice so far this past <laughs> few times yes. here. Uh, so Hector does eventually go home. Yes. He brings his truck back to his to his family home. He gets in and like music's playing and it's just basically. It's this fascinating scene of watching Hector just walk around doing nothing for it's a while. It's scary. <laughs> okay. You're anticipating the terror of the attack from this terrifying child. And then when child. you finally see the zombie, it's a, t- a 10-year-old boy who's three feet tall. Yeah, oh, it's super scary. He could 100% just like Just kick sm- him over, yeah. <laughs> He's just unwilling to kill this kid is basically how this yep. scene goes down. So he runs away from this child. I think this scene that jumps out the window. <laughs> I think this scene would have been kind of funny if, like, it was played up almost Monty Python style. Like, oh yeah, he he freaks and just grabs like a decorative sword and lops the kid's arm off. Then mm. he keeps running, and then he ends up knocking the other arm off with something else, and keeps running, and it keeps going after oh, him. And you know what I mean? And one thousand percent, if he just kept like didn't want to hurt the kid, yeah, and then just kept kept hurting like, the kid on accident, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really badly <laughs> injuring, this and then apologizing constantly, and then he keeps running out. It's that fine. would be funny, but there's no comedy to it. He just runs out of the house. It is still 1984, so probably. Even though he is a dead child, it's probably still... So Hector runs out of the house and he jumps back into his truck. No, I'm just shitting you. He just runs up the street away from his car. <laughs> runs away from his car. But he gets a way better car. Yeah, yeah he finds that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's probably a few there's cars. There's probably a few cars There's probably around. a few cars I'll give him around. that. Uh, so, um, so he does that. <laughs> uh, yes. And now we're back at the, uh, back at the lab. Mary Warnaw is realizing that everybody is decaying, essentially. Mm-hmm. Every, that everyone is going to die who had any level of exposure. She's, she sees that it's like exponentially worse than she thought it was. 
And then they exit through the funniest fucking fake doors I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the fake Star Trek doors in this movie fill me with joy. Yes. They're like wicker. <laughs> like, my favorite fake doors, uh, it's funny that you just made that sound effect, were from uh, Airplane 2. Absolutely. Do you remember that? With yep. the, uh, <laughs> you shushed the door to make it yep. shush up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, the best. That was, yeah, one of my faves. <laughs> Oh my god! And uh, so now a chopper is showing up at the comet research facility, cult compound, whatever the fuck this thing is, and it has a bunch of kids in it. They found some survivors. They found some survivors. These kids were sleeping in steel. <laughs> yes. And so uh, Mary, I, I want to know where these kids were. Like they were stuck inside the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did. were they also like pissed off at their parents and sleeping in a garden in a lawn storage shed? Yes, <laughs> also possible. Um, so this is where Mary first starts arguing with everybody, where you f- start seeing, but the chopper's going, so you can't tell what she's arguing about, yep. what she's mad about. And so I, I like that. It's good. It's cool. it, it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move to stand in front of a helicopter when you don't want people to hear what you're actually yeah. saying. Given like our president, like our president, two points. Anyway, so yeah, she's not into whatever sinister shit the comic company is up to. So yep. there it is, and they assume that the sister is breaking down and she's gonna die. Blah blah blah. So they hit the mall. And they do fun montage shopping to a K-Tel version of a Cyndi Lauper song. Yeah. Not the actual song, but re-recorded by some sort of cover artist. Terrible. Oh, this whole scene's awful. And it's not fun, though. Like, the the antics they do in this montage aren't funny or entertaining. Sometimes she puts on a piece of clothing and then asks and about sometimes it. she like goes down a staircase and comes back up a little bit and then goes back down the staircase some more and then comes back up a little bit that's pretty good that's right pretty good yeah it's pretty good sometimes she puts down her gun and the camera focuses on it yeah to show that she doesn't have her gun do you know girls just want to have fun was written by a guy <laughs> he could make that observation too yeah he's that's that's not that observation requires no specific yeah. gender yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was originally sung by him, too. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy took it and made it her own. That all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. Yes. So <laughs> this this scene, I don't understand. I hate it. <laughs> I hate, hate, hate everything that happens in the next 10 minutes. So basically what happens here is, like, is Wall of Voodoo is hanging out in this mall <laughs> out back and they're watching everything on the monitors, and they decide that they need to kill these two people? They're like, all right, boys, let's do it. As though they have been planning this forever. This has been a day. So, I mean, in... In this has comic- been a day, and we've already got this like guy that's half zombie controlling three other goombas in the mall with <laughs> guns and every like what? Essentially, I mean, in comic book logic, he's even got an embroidered bathrobe he's wearing, <laughs> and he changes out into a general's into a outfit. military costume. <laughs> Very confusing. None of this makes any sense. Where did they get their guns? I don't know. Maybe yeah. they went to that same ass mysterious. They, maybe they knew about the scene mysterious depot. Mysterious <laughs> depot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so these guys who look very much like Wall of Voodoo show up and they just and you know start what, 
open fire. Yeah, you know what you should do when there's barely anybody left on the planet and there's two hot girls? You should kill probably kill them. them. Kill them. Yeah. That's, that's Absolutely. These are smart I mean, dudes. And that's, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I and know. so they just open up firing, and then this whole scene bothers me because, um, what's her nuts? Reggie's going for her machine gun. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Sam can't remember where she left hers. Apparently, well, they took it. Oh, they took. That's right, they took her gun. Somehow they were sneaking around because yep. th- he comes I over guess. the yeah he comes over the loudspeaker. And he's like, "Are you looking, looking for, for something? something?" That's right, that's right. But and they he's like, didn't pay attention to yeah. the other girl with the gun, so she's got her Uzi, and they just start having a firefight. Face-off style, hitting everything but the people. Yep. Um, come on, Samantha. You, she can't be this stupid. She just stands up and just starts chucking shoes lightly at them. Like, and then like they turn around with their she guns is, and she's like, "Oh crap!" She <laughs> is portrayed as being pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, but like she this is. is ultra dumb. Like I wouldn't. No, nobody would jump up in a firefight like this and just start chucking shoes lightly. It's so yeah. stupid. And also, so it she, bothers me to see. She um, also, her sister also misses her opportunity. Like basically, oh yeah, they turn her back on her. She ducks and she's got all the time in the world to shoot them while they're not yeah. looking, and she doesn't. She's too busy fucking posing as a mannequin because that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, the first time I may have ever seen a Scooby Doo work <laughs> in, in an in yeah. a yeah, IRL Scooby Doo move in an action film. So during this firefight, um, Samantha's just like, she says out loud, "I think it's time to take the higher ground." In, like, the most unconvincing line read, uh, she goes upstairs and then, instead of getting the drop on these goons, yells to them to get their attention first and tries dropping a, a giant TV on their head, which would effectively take them both out, but she completely misses and gives away her secret position at the same time. But and also, doesn't they, accomplish anything. Well, if her sister was thinking tactically, she would have just shot them after they their attention was distracted. Yeah. They kind of were not working as a team. They really need to get that shit together. Um, and, so, but we're led to believe that they've gone through all this special ops training with their yeah. dad. Come real situations, they're they're worthless. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, it is a it is a particularly bizarre situation. Yeah, a new wave band attacks you in a mall with with handguns. It's not <laughs> something that you really expect to happen. Um, so eventually, they do capture Sam, and then Reggie comes out, and she's got one of them hostage. And Willie, the lead yes. guy in the stock boy gang, yeah. yep. um, is just like, I can't have you holding my man hostage. So he shoots him. Yep. What? I, and then they Just get to both, prove that he's a sociopath and that he's just grab, really out of control. And then they grab both girls and they chain them up together and keep them alive. You were just trying to like shoot the hell out of these people. Why are you chaining them up now? And and that's zero the problem. Pa- zero parts of this entire scene. Nothing Ugh. makes sense. And then this part is actually really frustrating too. Because she's like, why would you want to do this? Reasons that you couldn't possibly understand or something like that. Yeah, like, not things. What do you want from us? Stuff that you wouldn't know in your worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Like, why? Are, well, hi, I'm a viewer. And I'd really like to know I, what's going on here. Yes. <laughs> I would like to know more about this. <laughs> so they're chained up on a forklift. He's ranting about the system. Yeah. That how like, he owns the mall and they're ripping he, them off. Now he gets to own the mall now that all of these things have happened. I mean... Dude, uh, it's been a day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand because for the scientists, they're losing cognitive function. They're like, she's losing her memory. Yeah. She's unable to remember how to like, how to spell words. 
all of this stuff is happening, but it seems like everywhere else in the world that this is happening, it's turning everyone into a violent psychopath. Or only sociopaths can survive the end of the world, which seems to be the kind of like... How did this gang of four live? What were they doing? Oh, maybe it was gang of four. (laughs) Yeah, there was. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, but like what, how did these guys survive? Of all people. Like, what were they doing? They were all sleeping together. In a in, storage container? In a storage like, container. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, too many, like, what ifs or, like, whys in this movie. Mm. That it, I think they were infected. That's why they were in Well, yeah. Oh, they absolutely, well, they absolutely were. But they had to have not been fully infected. Fully infected. So they didn't blow away. But you can't Where tell were me. they that they didn't blow away? Yeah. There's way too many, like, people that would have been mildly infected, I feel, that yeah. aren't. That are just dust. Like, it's true. Um, there's too many unanswered. Where are they or how are they here? Questions for my liking. Yeah, it's funny. I don't. It's not one of those movies that I really care that much about the whys and wherefores. See, it does for me. I feel like they have these rules. Like they establish why you're here, why you're here, but we never find out exactly why those zombies there. Like, how'd that guy get so zombified so fast? Or how did this guy at the mall, the stock boy, he takes his sunglasses off and we see that he's becoming yeah. zombified. Again, but it like is, his other boys aren't whatsoever. Yeah. It is. It's all about the levels of exposure. Yeah. Like how far gone you are. So that zombie was as far as far exposed to whatever happened as you could be without turning without to dust. turning into dust. So he was probably, you know, hours away from turning into dust. She just happened to catch him at a bad time. I just feel like if there she would be just a waited lot, it out a lot more people that would be there. Than <laughs> you could be right. Um, so, OK. So now Mary is back with them. She has, uh, I don't know. Does she have a character? Does Mary. she have a character name? I don't know. I don't it's think Mary. she does. So Mary Warnock, um, she's staying behind. Like the, the scientists show up, they kill all of these dum-dums. And they say, they, yeah, they saved the girls from the dum-dums, but they rationalize that Samantha's too much of a dum-dum to be even worth saving. Is that what they say? So, yes, sort of. The scientist kind of makes like a like a blonde joke judgment call on her, like um right, she has a rash. So what they're saying is that she's dying. Okay. She's going to be dead. So the only so in order to keep her from becoming a zombie and being more of a pain in the ass, yep. they're just going to kill her before that happens. Okay. I thought so they were just killing her because she was a ditzy. I no. thought that's what they were saying. <laughs> that's what I, I like, picked up I on. I like that too. Uh no, she's just staying behind to kill her. And that's it. But telling Reggie that they're staying behind for the sake of waiting for Hector. Yes. Because Hector's coming back to the radio station. Yes, and that's that's their that's their excuse so that they don't have to explain why they're gonna kill her and all that blah blah blah. Okay. All of the blah blah blah. Yeah, there's a lot of blahs in this. There's a bit of blah. <laughs> and uh yeah, so Mary Mary fakes them out by knocking her out. Um she's supposed to inject her with something to kill her. Oscar comes over, the other comet scientist, researcher, cult member, whatever the fuck they are. Uh, and and he's like, so? What happened? And she's like, what, did you want me to take her out back and shoot her? Yeah. And I just put her under, killed her with a syringe or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm just glad it didn't cause her a lot of pain or whatever craziness. And so he starts getting suspicious. I didn't understand this part. Like, Yeah, I think that he realized that she was a little too anti-comet scientist. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to shoot her 
He was like he was? moving. He was moving for his gun, and she goes, "What do you want me to do, Oscar? Go for my gun?" And she already has it in her hand. And yeah, he just shoots him. So, and that's it. Oscar's dead. Know. We'll miss Oscar. You're just getting a little too anti-comet science. <laughs> this is a very, <laughs> this is a very anti-science movie. Uh, so, <clears throat> so Hector shows up to the radio station dressed as Santa. Why? He wants to surprise Is that them. what it was? Okay. It's Christmas time and he wants to give them something nice. He was going to bring them presents and I don't know. So he drove the whole way there from San Diego dressed as Santa. Also, he's lost his fucking mind. It's okay. the end of the world and he's crazy as hell. <laughs> uh, so Mary is there and she tells him that they're stealing the blood from the survivors to try to make some sort of serum. And mm-hmm. then... As she's saying that, she pretty much passes out because she has injected herself with something to kill herself. Yes. And she dies. Bye, Mary. Goodbye, Mary. We will miss you. Um, and then uh, back at the Comet Cult, they're asking uh, they're asking whatever, our main character, tons of blood this illness related so questions. Boring. Did we have another one of these movies? God, I don't know, but like this is the, this is the stuff. This is the part of the movie that drives me nuts. Where it's just like it is. There's no interesting dialogue. It's just like, Agreed. have you ever had hepatitis? Have you ever been pregnant? And it's just like it's so okay. funny because all of this stuff. It's funny how this movie bores you, and like a movie like The Dark Backwards that is kind of very similar in in its like just nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just big pauses and like big long waits between yeah, things you still love that's that like movie. surreal and you don't find me. this movie surreal no that's weird i find this movie very 80s surreal mm-hmm. but maybe that's just me um so i don't hate this movie but it definitely does bore me like yeah there's definitely some i mean there's some slow parts but it's weird this is it one doesn't I can engage watch it a d- lot it, i can't even imagine how it doesn't so engage weird. me i'm watching it and i just want it to be done whenever i've watched this movie like I've owned this on tape. I've traded it off twice because I've never been able to finish it before. <laughs> I've so only weird. finished it the other day for this podcast. I may just have some sort of special attachment to this and you're, movie. And you're not, not alone. Sure you're not alone. I, yeah. I was reading online and like nine out of ten reviews are people love this movie. And like, it is all, definitely I mean, in the minority here. This movie is very like and it's also a super influential movie. It's one of those mm-hmm. movies that's like. People credit it all over the place. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there's references to it in movies all over the yep. place. Uh, 28 Days Later has a reference to this movie yep. in it. Um, Joss Wheaton said uh, Sam inspired Buffy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and also, isn't the dog named Buffy? Yeah, I think so. Like, literally, there's a there's a moment where there's a cheerleader in a in a cheerleading outfit who says Buffy in the middle of an end of the world badass girl thing that's like very similar. Yeah, so Oh, you mean when she finds a pile of red dog dust that wasn't there in the it scene wasn't previously. Wasn't there in the scene previously. Yes. Yeah. Very funny. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, so they I don't remember how we learn this, but eventually we we learn from some sort of overheard dialogue that they're stopping the brain function of these survivors so they're just blood producers. so that they're yeah so they're alive yeah but they're just producing blood and so they're they're just stealing their it's blood it's a weird thing to do like i i don't know if they're just replacing their own blood with this blood or they're using yeah, yeah that's what they said but 
How much do you need? I, but do they know that they can make a serum? They've got a lot of blood there, and yeah. they haven't seemed to cure it yet. They also seem to forget how to do what they're doing, though. They're, Which I find I find the two nurses to be a really neat part of this movie. Jesus. Where they're trying to forget the things. and the. I, I like those characters. That is... So I would say that they are the most disturbing part of this movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. By far, they're just like... I love working with kids. Mm-hmm. That line... Where they're like about to sever the brain stem of these children and turn them into blood bags. Yep. And they're like, I love working with kids. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I had her hair. Uh, yeah. Fucking crazy. Uh, so Reggie breaks the computer in the room and the guy comes over and he's like, taking your anger out on inanimate object isn't going to help anything. And he goes over to fix it. So she clocks him with the keyboard. <laughs> and she's. Yep. It's a heavy keyboard. Hey, in, 19, in 1984, 1984 yeah, that thing was probably 35 pounds. Oh, I agree with you. So it's, <laughs> it's just funny because I was watching this movie and I was just like, I'm sitting here at a computer watching this and I'm just like, what? This one knocked somebody out. <laughs> then I started thinking about the old like big yeah. metal based yeah, giant yeah. keyboards that used to come with computers. And Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that, right. that totally makes sense. Totally would. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now Hector pulls up at the Comet Cult and speaking of Scooby-Doo... This is like what is this straight Scooby Doo? He comes in doing a like a cowboy, like a good old boy shtick. Yep. Yeah, it's like oh boy, I'll tell you about. Come look in this trunk. I t- you like girls? Yeah. And he's like, what? He goes, he looks at the. It's like that girl's dead. <laughs> it's like no, somebody just injected her with something. So <laughs> blah blah. Sodium pentothal. So she looks kind of dead. Like, and okay. then it was also it was actually this is what I what I like about this movie in a cheese ball movie way, mm-hmm. what they're doing here is to me, I, I like the way that they're getting this kind of information in where it's like, they only injected her with that so that she would look dead so yeah. that you scumbags couldn't suck her blood or whatever it was. And that little bit of dialogue allowed here, we'll just get that out of the way, but it's still, you know, it flows nicely. It is, yeah. it's over the top. It is cheesy. It's cartoonish. Yep. But it fits the movie. And I feel like all of that dialogue is so perfect for this movie. Like, it's just, there's something about it. I don't know, man. Okay. I just, I really enjoy the way that they get exposition (laughs) out in this movie. Even though it is, it's not clunky, but it's, it hits you over the head. Which is usually unforgivable, but the way this movie is set up, it's not. And then Hector does the extremely logical thing of planting a bunch of dynamites and building a car bomb. Because what? movie, I, I guess. Because it's a movie and, <laughs> you know, being a truck driver, sometimes you got to learn how to make car bombs. If he was like, if it was like, oh, I'm just over here. I'm from the IRA and my time <laughs> over in Ireland was really tough. The troubles and all. Anyway. I learned this this time. I played a goof on my buddy Barry and blew up his big rig. <laughs> <laughs> I would accept that. I, as it was a really funny goof. <laughs> His family. Was he was out of work forever. <laughs> oh boy! And he died. Twelve people died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I accept that. I would. Okay. I would love. I would very much love that to be the the reason yeah. that he knows how to do that. But he does. He plants dynamite. That would dynamite be like a funny all. line of dialogue, and we don't have those in this movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, somebody. I think she knows how to shut down the life support system for this building somehow. I mean, she's a cheerleader. That's true. She is a cheerleader. Yep. So she shuts down the life support system. <laughs> 
Uh, and the kids get off probably the funniest line of dialogue in an ADR little like under their breath line here where they say, my parents told me not to breathe anything from strangers. Yeah. <laughs> they I also, they also have a line that doesn't make sense either at first because the nurses are going to gas these kids because yeah. they're going to make them blood bags, right? That's the point. Is that mm-hmm. what's going on? So I love this That's scene. It. The two nurses are like, here, breathe into this. And, and, and she goes, you said that we weren't going to get shots. I'm like, who's got a needle, girl? What are you talking about? But they're and like, then, yeah. it's not shots. You just need to breathe in here. <laughs> Our parents told us not to breathe <laughs> from strangers. <laughs> okay, that line's funny. That is Only a, in its absolute come on, oddness. That, that is a brilliant line. Yeah. And also, I also really like this. This is another really good one. This whole movie is like a comic book. Mm-hmm. But this scene specifically where they're like, and you're gonna go to you're gonna go to yeah, Santa. Breathe in, and you're go gonna to giggle a little bit. Then you're gonna fall asleep. Then when you wake up, you'll wake up in the North Pole, and you'll live there with, with Santa, Santa forever for the, rest, for the rest of your life. Yeah. That that whole scene, if you just watch that out of context, is is creepy. It's beyond great beyond dark. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, um, but then the the little the so they show up. The 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 two girls arrive. Yep. And they find the two, the, the the kids and the two nurses. The kids tell them that they're going to the North Pole with <laughs> the breathe in. They're like, that's sick. If it's like, that's sick. So when we le- later see the nurses, we find out that they tied them to the table, put those tubes on their mouth, and left a note saying, off to see Santa. <laughs> like, it's perfect. It's a cool, it's a great visual. That is a, it's a wonderful it. wrap yeah. up to that little, to that little thing. Um, so Hector's, Hector's here. He's wired all the cars with explosives. They they explode. Or they could just, like, stealthily get these kids out of there and leave without planting car bombs everywhere. And then, I mean, of all things, when gonna... they do escape, Hector stops the car and calls a bunch of damn attention to him. Yeah. What the... F- also, the other oddly improbable thing. So, so how it goes down, he get, they get out, they take the elevator up, they get to the top level. He's out there, they run into the car, get the kids safely into the yep. car. He drives a half block down and then taunts them. Yeah. Because he knows, because he's rigged them all to explode. So they get in, and he one of them says, hey, do you, you smell, smell gas? gas? And so he's like, I'm, I'm worried about this. But then our main character from the, from the zombie plant, whatever, comet Car. research, whatever, yep. uh, he reaches over. He's, he's become why zombified. Would, yeah, why would he turn the key? And he turns the key. Yeah. I don't know why. Just because. It's usually when you jump in your buddy's car, uh, it's cool when he lets you turn the key. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially if you've become a mindless zombie. Yeah. It's just something he remembers from his life. Mm. It's just like Dawn of the Dead. Just, yeah. <laughs> He's like, they oh. go somewhere familiar. Oh, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like this. But yeah, so just like they're getting away and they're going to get away scot-free. But Hector stops to flip him off and say something that's not even that cool. Like... <laughs> I mean, especially. I don't even remember what he says, but it's not like a cool final line or anything. No, it's not. It, like, hey, he, he you guys are you guys are poop heads. <laughs> yeah. And we know the, the frustrating part of it is that we know that if they drove for twelve hours, mm-hmm. everyone would be dead. They're oh, all yeah. they're all so far progressed. Yep. That just waiting them out, you just wait them out and they'll all die. We uh, Mary Warnos already explained that everyone's dying. Yeah, so and they're dying I, fast. So why aren't any? I mean, of that these guy people, literally zombified in six hours or something. So why like aren't that. any of these people zombifying? 
Well, I mean, are I mean, some of them are. No, no, no. I'm talking about our characters, like Hector, Sam, Reggie. I, is Sam actually zombifying? Because she, she is not. T- she mentions that she gets a rash when she yeah. gets nervous. Yeah, she is not. She but was actually it, safe. So why in the hell are they not dissolving at all? They've been out in this dust all day. Because it's rays. It's not the dust. But and they've been out in it. They haven't been out. In, the rays were only when the comet went by, and that was done at the end of the day. Okay. So everybody who was exposed during that period who was not completely So they got enclosed, the comet rays in their ventilation duct. That's what, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. Is it... I don't get what that means. Does it mean that they had a giant fan... With no enclosure. Could that, that was, suck in radiation, though? Like, God I don't know damn, how things like that I work. I don't know. I am not a scientist. I, I'm, or I'm, a comet scientist. I'm not a fake comet scientist, <laughs> so I don't know how fake comet science works. And I'm not overly bright, so I don't really know but, how that works. But it's really frustrating, because I, I really feel like that, that line complicates this whole movie yeah. to a point of just making it impossible to I mean I just thought it was on. stupid that geniuses would leave the ducks open but well, I never too. I never thought about how, how it doesn't actually work that way maybe, right it doesn't or, seem or, like that's how it works but whatever so there's a rainstorm it washes away all the power powdered people and uh, <laughs> powder people all the powder people <laughs> the sky clears up and it's blue skies again and everything's normal because there's no more dead people floating around in the atmosphere so, uh, and now it looks like Hector and Reggie are getting married? Yeah, they're starting a new nuclear family for is, the Comet Age. Is that uh, what's going on here? They're in charge of rebuilding society, she says. Yes, now the, the burden of... Burden of civilization <laughs> is on there. Falls upon them, yes. So they're trying to um, teach, instill... They, they've basically adopted those kids from yep. the thing. And they're about to cross the street, and Reggie is waiting for them to wait for the light to change to get the, the walk sign so they can all be responsible because yes, the burden because of civilization society, is yeah. on them. Um, Sam thinks this is preposterous, so she runs into the street, and oh, all of a sudden the car Almost comes. gets run over yep. by who? DMK. My God, who could that possibly be? <laughs> so... It's the humorous it's a, end to the joke of the arcade. That's the punchline of the like, arcade. That wasn't funny or needed or makes no sense. And, and and the only person that would know about the DMK name is Reggie, and she doesn't even notice. So there's no payoff here That's at weird. all. It's real She doesn't weird. even, like, I just wanted, like, I just wanted her to see the license plate as it pulled away and was like, DMK. <gasps> We don't get any of that. Like, there's no payoff to this joke. That isn't even a joke. That isn't yeah, even funny. Yeah, it would have like, been better no if she just point. shot him right point blank in the head and said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I just have kind of a tempest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the movie. And yes, it is flawed. And so after DMK drives away... And after she was just teaching these kids to, like, wait for crosswalk signs, they just play football in the middle of the fucking street. Like, they can't even keep their own rules for, like, two seconds. Yeah, they are pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Society was doomed anyway. Yes. But, yeah, I just feel this movie uh, just makes up its own game rules and changes them and doesn't solidify any kind of, like, solid mythology to it whatsoever. I can see that. I don't get why there's zombies. I don't get why... Some people, they're, they're not sick whatsoever, ever, ever. Like, there is, I, I agree that a lot of that stuff is not set up, and I, but I think it's interesting that they don't do it. I think in this case, in channeling the 50s, where it's just like, oh my God, 
he's been exposed to atmospherium. Yeah. <laughs> and now, clearly, he has the power of 17 cats. Fuck. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. You know, that kind of stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I... I feel like maybe soundtrack wise or something they could have leaned into it more. The soundtrack's terrible. The song selection. Oh, the song selection is terrible. The soundtrack is amazing. Oh, when, the music is when good. the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. when the actual music comes in. Yep. I loved uh, that was one of the parts that I really enjoyed was that it, shitty pop music, shitty pop music while everybody's alive. Yep. They wake up in the morning, you see the sky and it is 1970s synthesizer music. Yep. And it goes straight to, oh, shit, things have gone bad. You I can really, tell by I, the synthesizer. I really love the morning after the comet, uh, the shots that they use. Yeah. And, and showing the deserted Earth, I think, looks fantastic. It's, yeah. The atmospherically wise, it's amazing. Like I think more and, than and, anything and, and, and that my, sells it. My giant complaint is I love how the deserted Earth looks. <clears> so I hate every minute we spend down in the bunker. Like, I just feel that. That whole the bunker set is terrible. I think it's impossible to shoot people in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think in that amazing that amazing color palette. I don't think they can shoot actors in that. I think that whatever they were doing to treat that. Oh yeah, like they would look weird. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was just impossible to have them out there. I think that's why. We do return to the Sherman Oaks Galleria again in this movie. Love that. Yep, we've been to that mall a lot here on the Funbox Monster Podcast. Is that the? Is that where Elves a, was? No. Nah, that's a shame. It's a damn shame. Yep. Um, a lot of the... Uh, I don't know where Elves is, but <laughs> it wasn't there. Ah, what a shame. Uh, so, original title, Teenage Comet Zombies. Yep. Great name. Uh, so, we have people from... Valley Girl, we have people from... I love Valley Girl. I mean, Chopping Mall. <laughs> it's interesting that like there's a tie-in to Hard to Die, our first ever podcast, mm-hmm. that uh, that when... Wow, was it the first? I thought it was 976 Evil 2. That was the second one. I think I think Hard to Die was our first one. Interesting. And so... Maybe I'll go back and listen to it again. <laughs> you can go find all the archives. All, the, the, all of the archives are available for you to listen to. But, uh, but Kelly was billed as D.M. Kenner. Uh, D. Mason Kenner in that. Yep, so D.M.K. It. And that was that's the DMK's reference. name, yeah. Huh. That's the reason they used that reference. There's so many weird little things tying back to so many other things. It's It's cool. I mean, it's... It's a schlocky 80s movie made by people that love schlocky 80s movies, and I, I enjoy that. I, even I, when they're bad, like things like Not of This Earth, I still enjoyed it, even if it's bad. I've not seen that. Ooh, it's another, it's another attempt the, at a 50s movie. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I would recommend checking this out if you hadn't seen it. Like, I don't oh, personally like I it. I say I've absolutely. Tr- I've tried watching it several times, and, and it just kind of always bored me like I always thought it started off strong and then I just kind of got bored by it and I never finished it until you picked it for this week's that's amazing I'm that honestly shocks me but the more I think about it the more I can see where that comes from Mm -hmm. but I just don't feel like it has enough oomph to it like it's just kind of just it's a movie that just kind of comes and happens and then it's just gone and it's just like nothing really cool it's that funny. Cool yeah. happens. I mean, it is. It definitely has. It has the feeling of like if uh, I don't know. If when you break like, it down, there's no real cool action scenes. Right. If if you counted all the times that zombies are on screen, if you want to call it a zombie movie, you're looking at maybe a minute. True. Like there's just a lot of just if, clunky long dialogue. If you were hoping, if you were hoping for a horror movie, this is not yep. it. This is 
much more akin to a Goonies. This mm-hmm. is like this is a lot less of a horror movie. But there I, are monsters in it. There is a horror element to it. There's an end of the world. Everyone on the goddamn planet dies, with the exception of like I think the strongest 150 people. The strongest thing it's got going for it is what the end of the world looks like. The deserted yep. planet looks great. Yeah, I, I love the atmosphere of that. Honestly, yeah. I think the strongest thing is the interplay between the two main female leads, and they're think, great too. I think the yeah, two of them are amazing, and I like I like their chemistry together. I, I think they're both great actors, and so I, I definitely enjoyed that part of it. And like I said, for for all of the all of the absolutely cartoonishness of the dialogue, the dialogue still is very strong to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna disagree with you there. Like the I can understand every line just clunks to me and just doesn't go anywhere. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Except well. the North Pole dialogue. That it's, is awesome. <laughs> that's really good dialogue. <laughs> My parents told me never to breathe anything from strangers. <laughs> That line's good. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. And I am at Awkward VHS Fiend. And uh, and Radwraith has been funded fully, so we're going to have that coming out soon. I did my part. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know more? Uh, and uh, you can also follow us at Coast City Comics and at Funbox Monster Emporium. And, uh, and you can go Comics. there and, and see us in person. Exactly. 634 I Congress mean, I don't work there, but I'm always hanging out next exactly. door. Just give me a call. Yes. He'll be right there at the TV station. <laughs> We're joined right between yes. a post office. We could probably, I could probably us. sneak through some air ducts and visit you. I can almost guarantee that there's some sort Just of... Just like, like Phantom of the Mall. It's a Phantom of the Mall situation, <laughs> <laughs> like everything else. Yes. Uh, Just living that phantom life, man. Yes, and so uh, we'll be back next week with something else. Yeah. Who the hell knows what it's going to be? Pinata Survival Island. All right, that's going to be it then. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you later. Faces. <laughs> <laughs>